watch how you speak to people, watch the words that you say, even though they're making you mad, mm -hmm. even though you're getting angry, just watch what you're saying to people. Let me see how I'm making this person angry. Let me, let me internalize, okay, how did this situation get here? Let me see it from my point of view versus point, hurry up and point the finger. Um, leadership, you know what I mean? Like, I gotta start doing what I'm saying. I can't just tell people, hey, do this, do this, and then I in instantly do the opposite thing when, I'm, when my back is against the wall. I'm extremely passionate about helping corporate professionals transition into entrepreneurship, so I had to share the one thing, the number one thing that helped me develop as an entrepreneur, and that's the morning meetup. I joined the morning meetup specifically for the structure because I'm, I'm leaving corporate America, so I'm used to those morning huddles. We got our sales, we know what our goals are, and we get our day started, so I was missing that for two years before I even found the morning meetup. Now, the second thing that I really, really benefited from was the revenue, revenue generating activity was not necessarily a thing before 2021. Now I had my LLC, I had my website, I had a few clients here and there, but the momentum really took off as soon as I got around like-minded individuals and people who really knew the struggles that I was already dealing with that I could get over my fear of sales and communicating my value and putting myself out there on social media. The friends that I've developed, the mentors and the mentees that I've, that I've created relationships with, Everything has really created this environment for us to thrive as entrepreneurs. So if you wanna develop as an entrepreneur, you're leaving corporate America and you're trying to figure out how do I get my footing in entrepreneurship, then the morning meetup will definitely be a game changer for you. You can learn with us, you can grow with us. And I didn't even mention that we have a book club. Join us in the community, let's get started today. You will not regret it. Welcome to another episode of the Work and Play Podcast. I'm your host, Arielle Young, and today we got a really, really dope guest. We've been hearing about you all over the internet, Mr. Jason White. That's what's up. That's so what's the man here has answers. We got a story to tell as yeah, well, and you yeah. know I'm going to get into the story. Let's that's that's what we're here for. But yeah, yeah. before we get into it, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? I'm Jay White, first name, last name. I'm all about federal government contracting and teaching individuals how to do federal government contracting as the middle person. Don't see the work, don't touch the work, don't even see uh, the workers doing the work. Just getting the contracts awarded to your company and subcontracting them out and reaping the benefits from that point. The middleman, so to speak. 100%. Got you. Yeah. And the thing about that industry, like what's like when it, when it comes to like people who are leaving like a nine to five or going straight from no, no awareness of federal contract yeah. and into this space, what's yeah. the... Like what's what has it been like to teach people how to get into do what you do? They gotta shift their mind. Oh my gosh, people are so robotic, so corporate. Yeah. Everything has to be a structure. Everything has to be a first step, second step, third step. Yeah. Entrepreneurship not even like that. Right. So we ain't even worry about getting into the federal government contracting space. So just the biggest thing is changing people's mindsets to help them understand A ain't always B ain't gonna be right after A. Yeah. Sometimes it could be A, then straight to F, and then go back to B, and then boom, and they, they can't grasp that all the time as quickly as they want themselves to grasp it. A mm -hmm. lot of people got unrealistic time expectations on themselves. They jump into something like, yo, I gotta be complete by this time. And when it don't happen, now they frustrate and they just go back and do what? Fall back on their nine to five. Entrepreneurship not for me. Exactly, entrepreneurship don't work or this federal government yeah, right. play didn't work. Yeah. And the funny thing is, one of the biggest feedback that I've actually gotten in my entrepreneurial journey is mm -hmm. that the pro and con of me being from corporate is the structure. 
You still in corporate? No, three years out. But okay. everything you okay. just said, it's, I'm out. <laughs> but I will say it's like an onion, like releasing that layer of structure. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, yeah. being so um, one way, like fe feeling like professionalism has to be one way. Mm -hmm. Your path has to be linear. Step one, step two, step three. Yeah. And then also like getting out of that that mindset of like the way we learn. Entrepreneurship, I, I feel like is a circular like yes. you said you might do a then b and then have to go back you gotta to come a. back around yeah you <laughs> gotta bring it back around at some point but then too when we talk about uh people in corporate peeling back the layers when they try to jump into the entrepreneurship world yeah it's a time thing it's not gonna happen overnight yeah. but everybody sees the success of entrepreneurs being overnight they see you with time freedom they see you spending time with your family vacation saying oh i woke up at 12 o'clock and the nine to five wants that but they want it right now instead right. of putting in the time to get delayed gratification. They don't care nothing about that. They're like, I want it right now. I'm ready to cook my job right now. Exactly. And, and when you're back against the wall, I get it. Yeah. But I never came from corporate America, so I had time to get myself together. Yeah, yeah. let's talk about that. Because when I think about your journey, one of the differences, so, you know, on the Work and Play podcast, we talk about that specific journey, that corporate to, okay. to entrepreneurship. But what's interesting about your story is, we know a little bit that you you came from, and I'm, I'm gonna give a little bit. Boy, right? get to him. Get to I, him. But, <laughs> no, what I would say is, when it comes to the transformation, you have made mindset shifts of your own. 100%. Right? Yeah. The biggest fear in corporate, you know, you get to your six figures or close to it, and it's scary to go down mm. to go up. Okay. Now, in relation to your journey, how would you describe your transition to entrepreneurship? Would you say you were at a level of like success and then you went down into it? Or okay. would you say you climbed out of the mud, so to speak, as some people put it? Yeah, from the mud. Un understand this. When you doing when you doing something illegal, you making money and you losing money at the same time because you watching your back. Right. So it was nothing for me to be up. I'm talking about all the way up and then be all the way down mm. same day next day whatever the case may be so losing money not a thing for me so when you get it i'm like all right let me make the most of it right now but half the time i was getting the money i knew i had to put the money back somewhere else because it take money to make money right so i'm like all right cool i got a hundred thousand people be raving over six figures oh i got six figures mm -hmm. i got a hundred thousand in the shoebox take the hundred thousand do whatever i got to do with it now i don't have no money and we talk about stressing because you got to make that money because you got other people to pay you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So I didn't go up and then come down. I just got it from the mud. Now when we talk about transitioning to being 100% straightforward, law-abiding citizen now, right? <laughs> Let's stress. <laughs> it became stressful for me that way. Really? Yes. I don't, all right, so when I walk out my door and I see everybody, let me say this. I didn't grow up in the hood. Mm -hmm. The hood was down the street. I walked down to the hood because it was more exciting down there. You know, I, just to say, I, I was talking to somebody and they were like, boys, that y'all like to explore the, the dirty water. Yeah, yeah. While we over here, girls, we over here just like. Nah, I'm going to the fire. Oh, that's the fire? That's what it's smoking? Let me go let me see, see what's, what the, Let me see what's happening. I'm that guy. Okay. So when, as I'm going down there, now I'm picking up the little stuff they saying and doing. Now I want to be a part of it. Now I'm there. Yeah. All right? So. When I got on the straight and narrow, now I'm stressed out because I'm like, I got to get a job. Now I got to get a raise. Now I got to understand what my check look like every two weeks versus I can stay up 12 hours on my own, beat the corner down and make how much I want to make. Yeah. Now it's, it's totally different. And that was the stressor for me at that point. 
Are you describing entrepreneurship or are you describing another form of job? So it's both, right? It got to intertwine it. I, I do because as I'm at the gas station working a job, I'm thinking about how can I make extra money. Yeah. I never was a guy to do like uh, rely on one thing, right? So I'm at the gas station. I know it ain't no bread, but then as I'm working the gas station, I'm doing other stuff at the same Let's time. Let's go back to the gas station. What yeah. brought you to be an employee of a gas station? Because that's the thing. What what a lot of people may or may not know about your story is how it all started. Right, like, how did you get to working at the gas station? So I, when I got released from the Coast Guard, I was in the Coast Guard for 10 years. Okay. So when I got released from the Coast Guard, I couldn't find a job. Nobody would hire me. It was almost like I got convicted of something, right? I, like I had a, I had a felon on my record or something like that, but mm. I never did. Right? I never went to jail. So you were in the Coast Guard. I went to, I went to military jail. I went to the bridge. Okay, and so right? that was on your record. But it doesn't go against my outside the military record. There's two different things. So when people pull my background, they don't see that I went to the brig unless I try to and re-listen to the military. Where'd you go to the Briggs for? You, first of all, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta tell me what the what the Briggs are. I made what? good, the Brig is military jail. Okay. All right, so it's a separate jail from the state and federal prisons. It's separate, it's just all military. Mm -hmm. You serve it there, when you get released, you good. All I did to go there was I just made good on the threat. That's all I did. <laughs> all right, hold up, hold up. So here I am thinking that the journey starts from you getting going from like the gas station, but you got a uh, whole 10, first of all, it took yeah. you 10 years to make good on this threat. What, first of all, how did you get to the, the Coast Guard? Yeah. And um, what made you make that decision to go in there? So everybody was graduating from high school with a plan. I didn't have no plan. Mm. My plan was to just stay around the way and figure it out. But my best friend was going to college. My best friend at the time, he was going to college. Okay. And he was like, yo, I'm going to college and I'm going to the Coast Guard. I didn't know what the Coast Guard was. I was like, all right, I'll go to the Coast Guard. I had nothing to do. You feel me? Like, I legit had nothing to do. So I'm like, I'll go. Your boy couldn't swim or nothing. I ain't even know what the Coast Guard entailed. But that's who I am. I'm jumping, I'll jump out the window and build my parachute on the way down. I love it. So as I'm going, signing up for the Coast Guard, I'm like, I don't know what the hell this is. But my boy going, so let me go too. Didn't know I had to swim every day. Didn't know I was getting up for at four in the morning and then going to bed at ten at night. Yeah. All that boot camp stuff. They yeah. breaking me down. Your boy had no discipline. They yelling in my face. I'm getting mad. I got into a fight in boot camp. Yeah. I was I was terrible. But it did a lot for me though. Yeah. It, yeah, it did a lot for me. You talked about you when you were younger, you went and found. You were that kid who found. You went down the street and found the trouble. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so for you to be able to enlist yourself into the Coast Guard you said like you didn't have any plan. What was going in? What was going on in your mind as a as a young person of like either what I'm gonna do when I get older, what I'm enjoying about life right yeah. now, or are you just like enjoying friends? And you just like okay, I'm just going because because what it sounds like and it, and you don't seem like this kind of person. Yeah, it's like monkey see, monkey do. I but just you do said, what my friends but, do. But you said it though. I had a mindset shift. I changed. Mm. I was that guy like, I ain't got nothing else to do. What y'all doing? Okay, bet. Let's do it. Okay. And that's how I was, Would right? you say you were a but follower? I was, but I, I, okay, so I would say this. If everybody in the room is doing something, let's do it. But while we doing it, I bet y'all end up being the leader of it some mm. kind of way. Mm -hmm. I always rose to the top. I don't know how I always did, but I always did. Maybe because my voice is powerful. Maybe because I got 
strong opinions on, all right, I see what we're doing, but we should do it this way. Yeah. I'm always thinking, though, yeah. and I never was a guy that didn't realize I was going into trouble. Okay. So once I knew it was some real, real trouble, I'm gone. <laughs> yeah, I'm smart. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, I'm like, all right, I can do this type of trouble, but what y'all talking about? Yeah, I'll see y'all tomorrow. Yeah. I, and I always used to get out of there. So now um, my man got the opportunity to help me make some money, go to the Coast Guard. I was like, all right, I'll do it. I mean, I'm just sitting here not doing that. But I rose to the top with that too. Like, okay. Um, you got rankings, E1, E2, E3, right? All that. I, I became E5 before I was 21. And that's okay. high. Yeah. Okay. And then, I, then stuff started getting to, I started to lose it a little bit. Okay. All right. So, so let's talk about the professional journey at the Coast Guard. Yeah. Your friend um, was a, I would say, a, obviously a good influence. Yeah, good guy. Even yeah. though, even though y'all got into trouble, he yeah. still was like, hey, I think this is a pretty dope opportunity. Well, he, he was the guy in my neighborhood. Ah. Yeah. So, so did you keep any of the friends from like you over there exploring? The yeah. <laughs> so I know who can mix and who can't. Ah. I know who can blend in and who, who can't. Okay. He couldn't, he, he couldn't fall in that world. Okay. So when I go down there, I'm not taking cuz with me. When I come back to my neighborhood, I'm kicking it with him. I'm showing my mom, mom, this is my real friends. This boom, him. This is my real buddy. <laughs> mom, look what I'm doing when I go outside. Right. Like, oh, so when I go outside, yeah, yeah. my mom ain't worried about me because she think I'm with my good guy. Yeah, yeah. And I'm down the street cutting up. Listen here. <laughs> it's like it's like you know, and you know, girls do this too, right? Uh -huh. We got the home girls that we know, kind of thinking about at ATL where new new went to the there you state. Go. There you, you know, go. you got your friends that the parents there trust, you go. and you're like, oh yeah, I'm going over such and such house, and Seriously? really you over there doing up to no good. Cutting up. You know? So so by the time your friend got to influence you to go to the Coast Guard, what is, what was your mom's opinion on that? I mean, she was excited. She was confused too, because mm -hmm. basketball was my thing, right? I, basketball, I was like, yo. I'm going to the NBA. Man, not gonna stop me, but that wasn't panning out for your boy. You know what well, I mean? Why not? It, I don't know. I mean, my grades was my grades suck. I hated school. Mm -hmm. I, I like school for the social hour, but I was terrible in school. I barely graduated. I think my GPA was like 1.7 when I got up out. I barely got up out of there. Lord. <laughs> so, so and all my teachers used to be like, "Oh, you're so smart. You're so intelligent." I was like, "I don't want to be here." Yeah. I'd rather just kick it with my friends, go to lunch, go to practice, go home. Yeah. But I wasn't the star player like that, the cat like that, you know what I mean? Yeah, so I in, in hindsight, real quick, because now that you've reached a level of success in like government contracting, in hindsight, what do you think it was for you to be a child and not really enjoying any form of school, like yeah. just the friendship and fellowship part? Yeah, I was building my networking skills mm. and my communication. Mm -hmm. That's what I look at in hindsight, right? Because yeah. yes, traditionally, I don't like to learn from somebody standing in front of me saying, take all these notes and then let's take this test. Mm -hmm. Like I'm, I lose interest real fast. But one of the things hindsight taught me was I was working on how to navigate this group, how to navigate that group, how to, how to infiltrate this, this, this world over here, how to communicate with them, and then come back over here in this world and communicate the same way. Yeah. Don't switch up. I've been the same guy. So if you met me in high school, Yes, my speech and verbiage is a little bit different, but I'm the same way. Yeah. I told you on the phone. I was like, oh, you're so corporate. Like, I don't like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I was literally going to mention that because you literally called me out. I was like, 
am I? Like, I'm just me. I'm just me. You know what I'm saying? Like, even when I feel like, and this is the thing. Yeah. You you call me out for being super professional, right? Corporate. Yeah. But if I go to a different circle and I speak the exact same way, yeah. then, oh, you're so country. you so oh, yeah. I'll be like, listen, I can't win for losing. So it's funny that you mentioned the whole chameleon thing that you yeah. being able to go, you know, hang out with in the hood or down the street in the hood where yeah. trouble was and then go back to certain circles, learning these networking skills because... I don't like the word chameleon, but mm -hmm. I do like the word when you're when you're able to just be yourself in different it. environments. Yeah. I think that's dope. Yeah. So your your high school experience really taught you those social skills. High school, yeah. I had a I had a ball. <laughs> I wasn't learning that. I had a ball in high school. <laughs> like, might as well. Yeah, I had, a, I had a ball in high school. High school was cool. Then I had no guidance after that. High school was like boom. Now no guidance. I had a little partial basketball scholarship. I let that go when I went to the Coast Guard. Yeah. So I was just like, okay, cool. Um, then I went to, I had uh, half a semester at Norfolk State University. Yeah. I really ain't do nothing there. Oh, my God. What was your major supposed to be? Okay. So I started off doing, uh, what was it? Uh, building construction technology. Okay. I took the first class. I was like, hell no. Nah, I'm losing it in here. It was something. There's a whole bunch of math stuff. I, I actually like math, yeah. but not the way he was teaching it. Okay. So I'm like, I'm, I'm gone. Mm -hmm. I went and changed my major to physical education. Now they got me taking all these sciences. I was like, I'm done. Yeah, you like, listen, I guess I'll go do yeah, a little volleyball. Let me show you I can teach. <laughs> your boy can teach gym. This is how you dribble the ball. This is how you play dodgeball. This is sexual education. I got that. Yeah, nah. this, I don't need a paper for that. Listen. But they was about to take me through the ringer. So I was like, you know what? Screw that. I'm done. Okay. You said no guidance. But at the end of the day, you did have guidance. Because we think about guidance as like adults. Okay. But the fact that your friend influenced you to go into the Coast Guard, I really feel like that's Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's I agree influence. with you. That's okay. guidance. I, I agree um, with you. Yeah. So getting into the Coast Guard, do they give you... So I know a little bit about the military that... They give you like a, a job, like you can go and do yeah. ars, arsenal, ar, artillery, yeah. artillery or whatever. So what was your job professionally? So here's what you got to know. Your boy is smart. I'm extremely intelligent. So only the Air Force and the Coast Guard has the highest ASVAB scores. You got to have high scores to get in those two branches, right? Okay. So I got in the Coast Guard and that my job field was wide open. I could have picked any job in the Coast Guard I wanted due to my score in the ASVAB. Mm -hmm. And guess what? I was falling asleep while I was taking the ASVAB test. Listen. Like they're born. Okay, I'm up born. Because it was born as hell. Uh -huh. Anyway, I picked being port security specialist. Okay, what does that do? Jump on people's boats and be like, where the drugs at? <laughs> where you got it hiding at? You know what I mean? I know it's over here. Show me where it's at. That was my job. Did you get to do that? Like What? <laughs> a bunch of times. Yes. I was nice at it. Hold up now. Wait a minute. Because so <laughs> when you growing up, you're hanging out with the guys with the drugs. Yeah. And now as a Coast Guard, you're you're taking down the people who are probably... Not really taking them down, not, but doing uh, my job. Do, yeah. All right. All right. There we go. So yeah. technically, the person who you are at the core didn't change. It's nah. like you still had a certain internal code. Yes. Come on. You got you to gotta understand. Now I'm jumping on people's boats and I'm finding where to work at, mm -hmm. which I ain't never did nothing crooked. I was, you know, in terms of my Coast Guard career, mm -hmm. I was straight and narrow. Mm -hmm. I'm good to go there. But what I'm saying, though, is I understand the game mm -hmm. because I was a dude that hid this and hid that. So now when I'm hopping on boats, I'm like, come on, man. Where is it? Show me where it's at. And as they talking to me, I'm listening. I'll tell people I got two ears and one mouth, so I listen twice as much as I talk. So I'm going to let them talk. But I was I was nice at it. I was good. Yeah, I was good. 
I can see why. What's, did they know your background and know that you'll be good at this? No. That's lit. Yeah, but when I when I tried to go for other areas in the Coast Guard, now you got to go get clearances, mm -hmm. and my clearances always really through. Not okay. not the clearances that I needed to keep advancing. Got it. And because I was going to ask you about that, um, obviously it was a a great intersection of your past yeah. and you being a good professional. Yeah. And you're you said you got two ears and one mouth. I think that's yeah. dope. Yeah. Um, and that's a skill set that you may or may not. Well, you, were you aware of that at the time? Yeah. I mean, okay. I know I know people always trick themselves up if they just keep talking. Gotcha. Especially if they lying. They lying. They keep going. I'm gonna hear something that sounds crazy. Gotcha. And I'm gonna just pinpoint that and then exploit it. That's a dope skill to have. So when it comes to leadership, you mentioned that clearance and that it, that never like panned out. Yeah. But in terms of leadership, what did your like um, higher rankings or your your um, what do you call it? Your My superiors. superiors. What yeah. is your superiors? Like, how do they evaluate you? I'm, so, I, like I told you, I'm the same way. Yeah. Everybody like to hang around with me, talk to me, kick it, all that. Because I'm not, I don't want to just be your work buddy. Yeah. If you're going to kick around me, you're going to know, you're going to know me. Because I want to know you. Because if, if it's something I don't like about you, then I ain't fooling with you. Regardless if we got to work together or not. Mm -hmm. If I don't like you, I ain't like you. And it's all good. So, my superiors was always cool with me. They would tell me certain things, and I was like, all right, cool. Hey, they checking for this. Watch out. All right, some people don't like this. All right, watch out. Okay, cool. And then I take that advice, and I utilize it to my ability. You know what I mean? My best ability. Okay. Take advantage of so it. So that's kind of like mentorship. You found that's mentorship in um, them helping you navigate. Mm-hmm. So then what was Because the they wanted me to be square. Got it. They wanted me to be so square, but I can't fit that box. Mm. I didn't even, actually, to be honest with you, I didn't even try. I didn't give it a try. Because yeah. at the core, that ain't going to be me. Yeah. Now I got people underneath me. I want to be true to them. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? I, I want to be true to them. So when I actually got in trouble in the Coast Guard, I did feel bad. I was in the, I was in the brig for two years. So I felt bad that my military career was going like this and then boom, instantly. It was instant. Mm. Yeah, in the toilet, instantly. I'm thinking about your, so, your influence. You feeling responsible for the team that you had. Because I, I, I feel like, as a leader, I didn't, yeah. I didn't adhere to, like, my own advice that I would have probably given them if they was in the same situation. Right. I just reverted back to what I know. Mm. And that, at that moment in time, it was the wrong thing to do. Okay. You know what I mean? The top three responses that I get when I ask, why do you want to leave corporate America? Are that you want financial freedom, you want to own your own time, and you want to build a legacy for this generation and generations to come. Now, this is not a solo job. In order to transition from your nine to five into entrepreneurship, it's going to take community and it's going to take resources. And I've created the community of pioneers who are going to wrap around you and help you make that transition successfully. So if you're interested in leaving your job, go ahead and click that information below. Let's get into the community and let's transition from your nine to five into entrepreneurship successfully. Now let's get back to the episode. I'm also thinking about your your leaders looking at you like if you could just fix yeah. this and yeah. I wonder if that's why you didn't get the, the clearance, right? They Probably. wanted they wanted yeah. you to get boxed up. Yeah. So so for you, were you aware like okay, I'm not getting this clearance. If all I got to do is wear my tie the way they say or yeah. say hey how they want me to say it. Yeah and I can get there. Were you actively making a decision not to be that person or did you just, were they looking at you like, come on boy, if you but, just get it right. But peep game, I'm content. Yeah. You gotta think about it, dude, I ain't had no, I didn't have no plans mm -hmm. now. I, Cause you said I had guidance and I'm, I'm agreeing with you. 
But I have no plans out of high school. Now I'm making some decent money. I'm good. Mm -hmm. I got a little apartment. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I can buy whatever I want. Uh, I mean, it wasn't much. I was I was okay, but I was I was happy. I was content. Yeah. So them trying to make me do this and that, I was like, I don't, I'm good. Yeah. I can play basketball every day. I can still go kick it with my friends in both neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. I'm straight. So I was I was good, but obviously. Hindsight is twenty twenty. Everything happened for a reason. Absolutely. Everything happened for a reason. If I started advance there, and to be real, I thought the military was my ticket. I'm doing twenty years. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna do it because I I didn't want to search for anything else. Now when you put me in the brig for two years, I'm sitting in there like, yo, I shouldn't even be in here. This is crazy. And then when I come out, and now I'm struggling for real, for real. Now I'm I'm reverting back to some of the old things I used to do. Because in the Coast Guard, I never stopped doing some of them old things. I kept doing those things, you feel me? Like what? Moving weight. Gotcha. Being with the boys in the hood. Like I told you, I was still being friends with both mm -hmm. people. Mm -hmm. So now I got a little job, because that's how I looked at it. I got a little job, but remember I told you, I never depended on one income. I never did. Yeah. Right or wrong, I never did. So now I'm out the Coast Guard, and now I'm in my back against the wall. I'm struggling. Now I don't even got that little apartment no more. Yeah. Cause I couldn't afford it. Yeah. I'm back at my mama crib, you know what I mean? And stuff is going, I'm going downhill. I got you. And now it's just like, all right, what you gonna do? I got you. Yeah. Before we get up, before we leave the Coast Guard, who was it during that time that you felt like you can trust? And the reason I ask you that is because you're, you're a leader yourself. You got mm -hmm. your own team. You also have support, uh, leadership superiors. Um, you got your own career to worry about. You got their career to worry about. Yeah. And you have your multiple streams of income. Yeah, yeah. So who is it that you trust during this time? It was So in the Coast Guard, it's not mm -hmm. a lot of black people. Mm -hmm. Period. It's 28,000 Coast Guard members or 30,000 Coast Guard members. Period. Out of that, it's probably only like 5% black people. So the one dude I thought at the moment in time I could trust, confide in, um, go to with military issues that everybody don't really understand. He the one he the one that put the nail in the coffin being to go to the bridge. So I was like, man, you know what? I, I knew I, my gut was telling me he corny. And if my gut telling you you corny, I might give you a chance, but as we talking, I'm like, man, I, I just can't stumble this dude no more. Yeah. But I gravitated towards him because of the lack of seeing people like me. Right. And then he the one that put the nail in the coffin and your boy. Yeah. So I was like, all right man, this this ain't this ain't it right yeah. I, I think that happens um that happened to me as well i, I incorporate you know it's limited uh, well if you didn't know it's limited uh black people incorporate especially mm -hmm. as you um, accelerating leadership mm -hmm. and so you do cling to the one black person i remember i was walking when i was in minneapolis some some black lady grabbed me by the arm we're gonna be friends like we exchanged numbers <laughs> years later she it, we still in contact but the horror story in that is when you learn it just because you're black, you can't trust right. all black people. Yeah. And um, so I recognize, like I resonate with that 100%. Yeah. So when it comes to him being the person who put the nail in the coffin, what was the instance that drove you to want to make good on the threat? You can't talk to me any kind of way. Mm. I don't care what's how, what, what I'm in, what world, you just can't talk to me any kind of way. And when people feel, this is how I feel even to this day, when people feel like they can take advantage of you, they gonna do it. Mm. Now, the way I handle things going forward is different. I don't have to resort to violence or nothing like that, but I can't have anybody talk to me any kind of way. 
Not so not because it shows a sign of weakness, yada yada yada. Because that's how I used to think. Oh man, I, I can't show a sign of weakness in front of people. What if my people find out that this dude talking to me like this? Now what they gonna think? I don't think like that no more. But I think it's the principle of hey. If you don't like me, that's cool, but you got to respect me. And if you're not going to respect me, then just don't be around me. Yeah. It got to be like, it got to be that cut and dry. Hmm. But if I said, I said I was going to do something, I was just like, screw it. Let me just knock it down and, and get it out the way. I didn't think about the consequences. You feel me? I do feel you. <laughs> All right. So without d talking about details, if you're not comfortable with it, I'm curious if this is an alignment. So, right. well, was there any, so was what it was that you did, did, did was it wrapped up in emotion? What, you said you said you were going to do it, so you had to, like, follow through. Yeah. But was it you being um, triggered by something? What was the thing? Just talking, yeah, I mean, yeah, man, I'm young. Mm -hmm. I'm already a hothead. I'm a hothead still to this day. I can just channel it better. Yeah. But I'm young, I'm a hothead, and I, I just... I just felt crazy disrespected, yeah. like crazy. And I was pointing at it and I said, you know what, when I see you, I'm a dude, and I just did it. I end up, I saw him, you said nothing happens by chance, right? Yep. I promise you, I feel like I saw him by chance. When I pulled up to the gas station and I saw him, I was like, green light, or I had the red, red eyes, red, he had the bullseye on his back. I was like, it's go time, forget it. And I wasn't even thinking no more at that point. Yeah. You know, when you get in the car, you don't got to think about putting it in drive, yeah. turn the signal light on, turn the left. You just, you're just doing it I instinctively. Yeah. I saw him instinctively. Everything just took over. Got you. It, that makes sense. Yeah. And you were off. You were off uh, duty or off. The yeah, we off the base. Yeah, yeah. Everybody off work. Uh -huh. I'm like, yeah, because this is what I used to do in high school. We used to fight. Outside the school, so get off the get bus, get in. Yeah, yeah. I'm, come on, man. I'm Not like, no, I'm like, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. I got to be good. I'm handling this way over here. It man, followed you please. all the way back. What? Was it that bad? Same day. Dang. They came and got your boy same day. Was that because somebody saw it or was that because he told? Yeah, both. Dang. All right. You trying to be on, man, on cold, yo, like, you going to handle this right. real quick? Come on, man. <laughs> but it was, yeah, he, yeah, it was bad. So they, they just, yeah, same day. Okay. Yeah. So two years later, um, you spent time in the bricks. Yeah. And now that I understand, like, that's basically like prison. Would yeah. you, do you know people who have, who have gone to prison? And can you compare what your situation was like? It's different because they treat, okay, so prison, like, um, Obviously, you get told what to do. You in there, you you know, small cell, either by yourself or with two, three people, mm -hmm. two maybe. Um, you come out for a couple hours, go back in. In the brig, you working. Mm -hmm. You doing back breaking work all day. You don't, it ain't no time to. You get no time to just relax. Yeah. They putting you to work. It's mm -hmm. like it's crazy. It's like uh, like remember the movie Life? Yeah. They got you doing. They got them doing stuff on the railroad. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They got it, yeah. All okay. day, every day. Okay. No breaks. No breaks. Yeah, so you can't even be lazy man, if you bad. want to. It's, it's, yeah. That That's thing, a, that thing tough. In the, in a way, it sounds very transformational. Yeah. Because no, they 100%. say. No, 100%. No. That's the thing that, yo, I'm like, yo, okay, cool. I I hear you. God, I hear you. Right. <laughs> if you let me up out of here, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I, was... I never do it again. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> okay. So then, so, Okay. I'm thinking about your experience. I'm a very, I read a lot of history, okay. and I think about Nelson Mandela and how okay. he spent decades yeah. in prison. I think sometimes 
like you, I really do believe nothing happens by chance. I'm agreeing. Sometimes I think that that is necessary. When you look at the fire that was in him, that time that he spent was necessary to transform into the man that he became. Yeah. So when you think about the two years that you were away, what was that one thing, you know, that had one had you like, I promise. But what was that one thing that you feel like you learned as a man that helps with your mindset today? Man, uh, I mean, I had a lot of lessons. I mean, a lot. Be patient. Watch how you speak to people. Watch the words that you say, even though they making you mad, mm -hmm. even though you're getting angry. Just watch what you're saying to people. Let me see how I'm making this person angry. Let me let me internalize, okay, how did this situation get here? Let me see it from my point of view versus point, hurry up and point the finger. Um, leadership, you know what I mean? Like, I gotta start doing what I'm saying. I can't just tell people, hey, do this, do this, and then I in, instantly do the opposite thing when, I'm, when my back is against the wall. So I had so many lessons, yo. The crazy thing is, I ain't, re I ain't no reader. You know, you know, you know when people say they went to jail or they went to prison. Yeah. They read all these books. Yeah. They found religion. Uh, <laughs> I was like, man, I just want to get up out of here. I ain't reading no book. Yeah. Get, give me some time. I'm going to sleep. I'll figure it out later on. You know what I mean? Yeah. I wasn't that guy, but when I was sleeping, when I did wake up early, I'm just replaying a bunch of scenarios in my head. How can I do these things differently? Yeah. Self-reflection. Got to. One hundred. I got a self. You know, my self-assessment was real heavy yeah. for the whole two years. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's amazing. I appreciate you sharing that with me. I think um, sometimes people I know call like going away, yeah. you know, like vacation. Yeah. Because oftentimes, sometimes that's what you need. Oh man, yeah. To get that clarity. Yeah. So I, you know, I think that's I think that's interesting that you pull those things away and however your process is. Right. It's important that you also share what that looks like because um, as a woman, just as a, as a person who's very big on mental health, I will offer journaling, audio journal, video, okay, video okay, journal, yeah. reflect, read. Yeah. Those are things that I would offer. Mm -hmm. But, you know, for a person who's like, nah, I literally just woke up the next day and replayed what happened yesterday, yeah. thought about what happened intensely. Maybe you didn't write it down right. and it still worked for out. Me that for worked, yeah, for me that worked out. When, like I said, even coming home, life wasn't peaches and cream. Yeah. It, it actually was worse. It was like, ah. Like, I was getting money on the 1st and 15th. Now I'm getting money every two weeks. And this money I'm getting every two weeks is garbage. Mm -hmm. It's like, all right, what you going to do? Yeah. Yeah, so Let's life was worse. Let's talk about that. Yeah. yeah so, so we out, right? We're free, man. Yeah. Um, some people would see it like, you don't have to do your 20 years, but you wanted to do your 20 years. I did. So, so now you're out and um, back at home with your mom on mm -hmm. the couch. Do you stay on the couch or in nah, the whole room? I had a room. <laughs> My, my mama ain't gonna put me on no couch, you know what I'm saying? I ain't no straight. You know I mean? <laughs> she ain't having your boy on the couch. I had my, I went back to my room, you know what I mean? Right. My teen ass room, you know what I yeah. mean? And I actually, you know, some people would be a little sad. I wasn't sad. Mm -hmm. I just was like, I gotta figure it out. Let's, gotcha. let's go, let's do something, you know what I mm -hmm. mean? Plus, my mama like, you gotta do something. Ma, I know. Like, gotcha. I know I gotta do something. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, I, hopefully, I'm not skipping skipping parts of the story and feel it. Feel free to fill it in. Yeah. So from there, you saying I'm gonna have to figure it out. Your, it was your next opportunity. Like, well, here's this gas station. They need somebody who you know works it. Or did you meet a guy and they said, hey, come work behind? Nah. Me. So I'm trying to utilize the stuff that I learned in the Coast Guard to get a solid job. You tried. Yeah. Let yeah. me get a solid. Let me get something solid. Like, shoot, I'm in the military. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm pointing guns in people's face. I can do whatever you need me to do. Yeah. I'm trying to go get security jobs. I'm trying. Uh, you know the security guards that be in the uh, I don't know if y'all got them around here but in the DMV 
It'd mm-hmm. be a security guard up in there. You trying to get one of those. I, I can up. do that. I can I can <laughs> take the clipboard from you and put yeah. it over here yeah. and just have my gun belt on. I'm good for that. What did they say? You were overqualified? Nah, we don't need you. Gotcha. I ain't get I ain't get a whole bunch of uh reasons why I didn't get the job. Gotcha. But I got a bunch of interviews. That's one thing I was always good at. I can put a whole bunch of stuff on paper application, hand it to you, and when, once I get in front of you, I'm like, yo, I got to get this job. They're going to like me. Mm. But the background was killing me, it yo. the background. Because my dumb tail putting up there that I got military experience. Now they want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. They see the gap there in my military experience. Now I got to mention it. You feel me? Got you. So I got I started to get a little wise and stopped mentioning it, but it didn't help me. Like not like I thought it would. Yeah, to get one of the jobs. So I was like, you know, screw it, man. I can walk to this gas station. Okay. <laughs> Let me go get the job right here. That's how you felt. There. Yeah, that's how I felt. I could, cause I could walk there. I mean, but wouldn't that be like extreme? So for you, was that extremely hum- humbling? Like for you to go nah, to? The- I needed money. I don't care. Okay. Yeah, the, the whole hood pulling up. Mm-hmm. Jay, what up? What up? Yeah, what yeah. we doing when I get out? I don't. I'm not like that. I Got need you. money. Got if you. you looking at me, I had um um uh, right before I worked at the gas station, I had worked at Walmart overnight. I don't care if I need money. I'm gonna do whatever it takes. Gotcha. And I'm not humiliated by somebody saying, "Why are you working there? Why are you not working here?" They gave me a check. Yeah. Now the check is what I need at the moment. Mm-hmm. It might not be. It might be pennies on the dollar to you, yeah. but I'm grateful for it. Facts. Yeah, so I ain't care. That's amazing. A lot yeah. of times people let pride step in the yeah, way. Yeah, no, I don't have none of that. Especially, so in, in the space as a career coach, you have people who are, we talk about like that transition, people who would never like want to leave that $100,000 a year <laughs> job yeah. to go do something, one, in their their purpose, yeah. that makes like half the money. Yeah. You know, it's that pride that yeah. really keeps people Comfortable, yeah, comfortable, you know and, I mean? and stuck in that box. Yeah. yeah. So you decided, easy peasy. I'm gonna go get this job, right? Yeah. Are you strategizing? What's your? How are you deciding? What's your next step? I wish I was. Mm-hmm. I, I even still to this day I don't strategize. You can ask my team. They ask me all the time. What's next? What's next? I don't know, but I think I want to do this. Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. And if I think about doing this, then we just gonna do it. Yeah. Like I'm not a. I, I still haven't been a guy to be like, all right, I'm at the gas station. Let me figure out ways to get out the gas station. Mm-hmm. My thing was let me figure out ways to maximize my time while I'm here. Okay, cool. I can start selling a little something while I'm here. Bump it. Or the whole hood keep coming up here. So let me start selling them a little something while I'm here. Let me make more money at, while I'm here together. Let me utilize my time. Optimize this location. While I'm here. Yeah, yeah. I might as well. Yeah, yeah. And I was going to be there. I was like, all right, I'm set up. I'm good. Okay, okay. Yeah. So what was the what was the shift? What was the catalyst in that experience? My homeboy pulled up to the gas station mm. late night. Like, yo, I'm about to get a government contract with trucking. I'm like, what? what the hell is that? What's that? And then he told me a little bit, but then he was like, hit me when you get off work. And I hit him when I got off, but he had got locked up that night. Dang. So he put planted the seed about government contracting. Then he's talking about trucking. But that's not the first time I heard about trucking. But that's the first time I heard about government contracting. Okay. I've never heard about that. Got you. So that's what made me go down the rabbit hole of YouTube, and which was garbage. I, it wouldn't help me out at all. Got you. Not back in 2008. The information wasn't was, as big as whoa, it is today. Oh, it was real spotty. Yeah. yeah. 2008, I was like, oh, my God, I can't figure it out to save my life. So what crumbs did you find? A bunch. Okay. Yeah, a bunch. I mean, it took me three years to win my first contract. So I actually didn't win a contract until 2011. Because you was just piecemealing the information. I was, yeah. And getting frustrated mm-hmm. and having self-doubt, pity parties, all that good stuff. But 
I came out of that. I'm so like, for three years, well, one, your um, your friend planted a seed about yeah. government contract. That's what led you to research. Yeah. And I'm I'm even interested in this skill of researching because like <laughs> you just, I mean, you are very resourceful. You're yeah. very like um, activated, taking the initiative. But like, what made you decide? Okay, well, not even what made you decide, but how did you start? Like, okay, I, I know where to research. Did you? No, go to I didn't. So no. Yeah, so yes, I had to go to the library because we didn't have no computer. Mm. So I had to go to the library. But I was just like, I was just typing in government contract on YouTube. Because mm. remember, I was on, well, not remember, but I was on <laughs> stuff like, <laughs> the, things I, the things I was going to the library for was uh, Black Planet, College Club, and MySpace. Okay. That's why I was going to the library to check out the profiles. Right. Oh, who am my top eight today? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Oh, you ain't in my top eight <laughs> no more. Yeah, you feel me? And my college club and the Black Planet. So I'm like, all right, man, I can, I can just, because that's how I did it. Um, I just Googled Black Planet, then I downloaded. So I was like, all right, let me Google government contracting. Got it. When I did that, it took me to YouTube. Okay. And I just started to follow the videos that I felt made sense. Mm -hmm. Some of the stuff I could do, some of the stuff I couldn't. Some of the stuff I could understand, yeah. um, but a lot I could not understand. So the yeah. things that I could understand, I would do them. The things that I couldn't understand, I would just take my time and keep going over that same information over and over and over again yeah. until it started to click. Now, it really didn't even click even after I won my first one. It still didn't click for me until probably I won that second one. Second That's one. when I started to be like, oh, I, I got something. Like it. I was wondering about, so all these four years, you're still at the gas station? Nah. What did you do? When did you, when did you leave the gas station? Probably like uh, year two in my federal government contracting journey. Okay, year I quit. two. I quit the gas station, but I, I was doing jobs like labor. You know what labor ready is? No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> is that like the Wioa, the Wioa office in Fulton County? Nah, so I don't know what that is, but I'm going to tell you what labor ready is. Labor ready is you pull up to the office, and they got a job for you that day. Oh. And you get paid that day. Got you. That's what labor ready that's is. That's lit. I got to look that up. Yeah, that's back-breaking work. Uh, they all, you see the people in construction holding the flags? Mm -hmm. That's probably labor ready. Got you. Yeah. But you're not a, you're not a stranger to no, that. Listen, I was like, let's do it. Yeah. I, you was getting like $40, $50, but I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> Let me get this $50 a day. Yeah. And tomorrow, I'm going to go to the library all day. Exactly. Boom. The next day, let me go get another 50 That's how I kicked it. Yeah. And it the gives gas station was holding me. It, was, it started to hold me up. So I was like, I'm out of here, yo. Gotcha. My manager name was Big Red. Big Red, I'm out. Chuck the deuces to her. And I'm gone. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I'm curious. Big Red. What, what up, Big Red? What's up, Big Red? I got a shout out because it's all about the people who we met on the journey. 100%. So yeah. I really, I love yeah. the shout outs. 100%. Yeah. Um, I'm curious about the process. You said yeah. you, it, it didn't really click for you until four years in. And I was already going to ask you, like, even though you didn't get your first contract until you got your first contract until three years in, mm -hmm. it didn't click until the second contract that you got. The process yeah. of learning it, um, what was that like? And if you could describe, like, as I'm imagining, okay, well, you fill out this application. It feels like I'm a little bit closer. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm assuming that something gave you motivation to keep going. To keep going. Yeah, I mean, I hate the word motivation. But yeah, me too. You do, I, right? That's the only I word. I, yeah. It kept the things that kept me driven to keep going yeah. was the fact that I knew I was close. Mm -hmm. You could, I mean, it's intuition. Yeah. I like I'm right here. Yeah, I know yeah. I'm because I'm getting there. Mm -hmm. Here's how I know I'm getting it. I'm right here because now I go from I don't even know what government contracting is mm -hmm. to now being specific on federal government contracting to now even submitting proposals. I'm getting it. Yeah. I'm I know a little something. 
I am still frustrated that I haven't won the contract. I am still like, ah, oh, what am I doing wrong? I am still like, but every time I look back, I'm like, yo, because I'm, I'm starting to talk to my mom about it. My mom is asking me questions. Well, how did you, how you do this? How you do that? How you mm -hmm. do that? I'm like, this is how you do it. Da, 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 da. And then when I, I'm like, oh, I just spit that out. Yeah. And now I'm like, okay, I'm getting it. Even though I'm still frustrated, even though I still haven't won. But that's what, the pro it was hard. I mean, it was difficult. Yeah. I hate school. So now I got to teach myself something and I'm teaching myself government jargon. It was hard. Yeah. It, it wasn't like, uh, but I just felt like I just had this feeling like this is it. This, yeah. this is it. I'm yeah. getting close because now I'm having all these phone calls. Mm -hmm. Them people loving me. Yeah. I'm calling the subcontractors. They loving me. Yeah. I'm a little raw with them, though. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I, and I know I'm raw. You feel me? But they ain't <laughs> mad at it, and they still give me what I need. I'm yeah. like, I gotta keep going. Yeah. I don't have to switch it up. You know what I mean? So yeah. I, I just felt it. I'm listening to your story, and I'm like putting everything together because you went to school. You didn't go to a lot of times. What I will say, uh, college and. 12 uh, k through 12 mm -hmm. it teaches you how to learn some people yeah. do need to learn how to learn for you what life really got gave you in that moment is people right yeah, yeah, so as you're talking yeah. about like i'm teaching myself i'm not enjoying it um like you you have to because you didn't sit through that instructional right. learning i'm like yeah but you got these people skills right and then you go through like how you're able to like talk to people and right. connect with people even if you're not professional right <laughs> you still able to like connect with the people yeah. regardless and meet them where they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, that's a skill set. Yeah. Over time, you understand everybody can't be here. It's not possible. When you meet people, they're not here. Yeah. And if you're not there, cool. I can talk to you right here. I'm mm -hmm. good for that. Mm -hmm. Or if you're here, let's be up here. Let's do yeah. it. But I ain't switching up. I'm going to be relatable, but what I'm doing when I meet new people, just like when I met you, okay, let me see if I even like her. If I don't like her, cool. I ain't got a fool with her. Life goes on. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to let you know who I am from the get-go. Mm -hmm. I'm a jokester. I like to smile. I like to laugh. Mm -hmm. I like to call you out, kind of, sort of. Oh, you so damn corporate. Yeah, great. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Because I, I don't mean, it's not disrespectful. I'm, I'm playful with it. Yeah, yeah. Because I want you to know I ain't going to be like that, but yeah. I'm cool that you like that. <laughs> and people enjoy the, the realness about me, and Absolutely. I just keep it going. Because now, I, I actually, I feel like it helps them to be not, not like they was going to give me a, a different representative of themselves, mm -hmm. but now they can kind of let the wall down and really, really just... Going, ah, okay, cool. Yeah. Even though they still being they so, but they really just let their head down for yeah. real. That's a superpower. Yeah, if yeah. I ain't never seen one, <laughs> that's a superpower. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I love it. So you are teaching, you one, I love, so I got to say, crack the code is perfect. I like the it. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate it. <laughs> Obviously, as we get through, you cracking the code, yeah, right? Yeah. And you're learning how to teach your mom, right? Yeah. Um, when did you start like one, if you could give me some context around like one of the contracts that you did get into, mm -hmm. um, because I, there's part of there's part of me that I know because my mother has a government background. Okay. Um, but then the other part I don't know, like because there's I work in the purpose business, right? Okay. A lot of the times I'm working with people who want to learn how to tap into their purpose. Okay. And from how I've heard you explain like government contracting, it's like really and truly. Um, you just do the work. There are contracts that are available. You get the money. Yeah. But where is the purpose in that? And what's a, what's one of the contracts that you worked on? You're like, you know what? I enjoy this. Uh, what's, what's that like for you? So I don't have, I don't know what, I, purpose is like, 
I think my purpose now is teaching mm. and mentoring and guiding. That's my purpose. Mm. Federal government contracting is not my passion. I care nothing about it. I have no passion towards it. It brings me in the bread. I know I'm helping a subcontracting small business company be uh, employed and, and, long, and have a, a long-lasting contract so they got good work too. But that's that's not, that was never like, oh man, government contracting is a purpose for mine. Nah, I just started to realize I can make money from it. Yeah. And that's why I tell people like, when you come over here in this space, congratulations, you got your own business. Mm -hmm. Congratulations, you've already formulated whatever company you have outside the federal government. When you come over here, the way I'm teaching you how to do it, just understand you getting the contracts and subcontracting them out. Okay. You're not looking at the work so you can understand it. You're looking at it so you can articulate it to somebody else that needs to understand it. Gotcha. So your purpose might be just to be the middleman. Understand that role and be good in it and move on. Because now you can take the money that you're making from your government contracts and find your purpose. Absolutely. If you already know what it is, utilize it. Yeah. So one of the contracts that I got, the first one I got awarded was grease traps. I ain't know what that was. <laughs> Do you know what a grease trap is? I'm thinking of McDonald's or when I used to work at a... You smart. See, you smart than me. You feel me? Like, <laughs> I had no clue. You said grease trap. I was like, I don't know what that is. I had to Google what it was, number one. Then number two, I'm Google searching companies that can do it. Yeah. But I won the contract to do grease traps at the VA hospital. They, in their okay. canteen area. Got you. Yeah. In the kitchen. Mm -hmm. In the kitchen. Okay. I didn't know what that was. Mm -hmm. I still haven't seen the equipment that they use. To clean the grease traps. Gotcha. I just know they do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's why I love How did you find the people who did it? You just Googled it? There it is. Got you. That's it. Got you, got you, got you, got you. Google, Google tell you everything. Dang. It's most people think, my bad, but, nah, but most, most people think they have to have the resource in their network. They have to be attached to a company. They, people come to me all the time. Hey, man, you know, I want to get these government contracts because my cousin got a cleaning business. Man, congratulations to you and your cousin. Don't use your cousin on these because you got to look at your cousin as an employee, mm -hmm. not as your cousin no more. Mm -hmm. Y'all going to fall out. Gotcha. Find somebody that you don't know because now guess what you can do? You can be a different person to that, that person that don't know. You can yeah. be the boss that you're supposed to be yeah. to somebody that don't know you. Mm -hmm. And now you can come across as the leader that you should have been coming across. Gotcha. So I tell people all the time, your business is your business. Don't worry about it. But you, when you come over here, you want to find companies on Google that can do the work because we're not looking in that backyard. Gotcha. There's a federal facility in all 50 states. So why do I care what's going on in Georgia when the same amount of work and higher dollar amounts is happening in Texas, California, um, North Dakota, South Dakota, and the list goes on. Okay. Yeah. So is, uh, another reason why you don't want to um, kind of contract a friend or family is because of the money? Like, if, like what does the money look like? Like the cut? Yeah. If you, if you don't mind sharing that? No, like, I don't mind. yeah. In terms of your percentage versus um, the the companies that you actually contract. So peep game when let's say you got a cleaning company, mm -hmm. I call you my friend though. Mm -hmm. I call you, I say I need you to give me a quote for to clean this building, and you give me a quote. Your money is your money. You just gave me your price. I'm going to pay you whatever you ask me for. Got it. So you want ten thousand dollars a month? Cool, but don't look crazy when I'm getting ten thousand dollars a month too. Okay. So now we got an invoice to the federal government for 20 racks. Mm -hmm. But you asked me for 10. I'm giving you your 10. Yes. What tends to happen is if you do it with a friend, they're going to be like, yo, why you got to get the same amount as me? Or they want more money or whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. If I just go find a stranger, 
that not necessarily needs to work but understand what this type of work entails for them and their company and longevity then they gave me the quote they're satisfied because they i'm paying them the money that they requested right and that's all this is black and white absolutely and and also i'm thinking about you know you being a gov- being the middleman and then the the actual person who does the work, y'all just living your lives alongside each other. They're gonna be like, what? Why are you driving this right. car? You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. in the drive, right? The yeah. individual drive. Thank you so much for watching the Work and Play podcast. This episode is sponsored by the Boss Up Conference, which is a community for entrepreneurs, CEOs, celebrities, and corporate executives to come together, network, and solve some problems. Thank y'all so much for being supporters of the Work and Play podcast, and thank you for watching the Work and Play podcast and all the episodes before. Now let's get back to the episode. You're the one, um, what I really like about this is now that I'm in entrepreneurship, I'm oftentimes thinking about business and personal, Okay. right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. so. As an entrepreneur, we have that drive, and we want to make sure everybody's taken care of. Yeah, for and sure. in this role, the immediate thought for an altruistic person like me mm-hmm. is to be like, oh, what, what's I the can word you use? Altruistic. What so, that mean? So, in terms of like skills, in terms of the type of people we are, uh, uh, altruistic is like helpers. Okay. They are the okay. people who want to work at a nonprofit just to do the work. They're they're uh, not the person who are necessarily driven by money. Okay. But because of me, I have economic. If you were to look okay. at a disc assessment, I got a lot. I got high economic, <laughs> high altruistic. So okay. economic, I am driven by money um, and and financial rewards. Like that's yeah. Me too. <laughs> so what you're saying though, that that's like breaking it down though. People would look at what you do and say, this is perfect for me to take care of the whole team. Mm-hmm. And what you're breaking down is the fundamentals yeah. of like you need to step outside of your um outside of your backyard and through that you'll be able to take care of the team your purpose all of that stuff at the end of the day people always and in terms of federal government contracting when they see government contracting they look at state and local Mm -hmm. because they're not used to or they're not used to the idea of managing a government contract in an area that they're not in. Even if I'm managing a contract in the area that I'm in and I don't even know how to do that work, what's the difference? Because I'm not going to that facility in my 20 minutes away from my house, I don't know how to do that work. So what's, I don't care if it's in my same state or not because mm-hmm. I'm not doing the work, number one. And then number two, I don't even understand the work. Yeah. So why would I do that? The goal isn't, the mindset is always not what I can do. Who cares what you can do? It's about what I can manage. Can I manage this contract and or can I manage the company that's going to be doing the work on this contract? The answer got to be yes. Yeah. Everybody can manage. We do it all the time. When we take our car to the uh, auto mechanic and we be like, oh, I want an oil change. Main man come back like, you need an oil change, you need new wipes, you need a transmission, you need tires. You be like, check this out, my boy. I just need that oil change. Yeah. You just manage the mechanic that's been doing skill set for 17 years, however long he been in mechanic, That's we crazy. just effectively managed him. Mm. That's all we doing. Whatever the expectations is from the federal government, I'm giving that to the subcontractor. I ain't gotta really know the all the ins and outs. They, they giving it to me. The federal mm. government says, hey, we need you to be here Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Okay, thank you. Hey, I need you to be here Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I love it's it. It's that easy. I was, I'm gonna tell you this, before you came, I don't know anything about government contracts, right? Okay. I've been to uh, small business development um, oh, expos. Gosh. I told Ooh. you because my mother's in the government. Okay. Shout out to mom. Shout out to that's, mom. But that's all I have, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
And I am that person who's like, I gotta know everything. Okay. And I don't know anything about government contracts. So one, I was intimidated, like, okay, so, you know, like that part, I have no clue. But in terms of people and your story, I'm like, it's super excited. Yeah. The way you break it down, I feel like even me, I'm understanding yes. how to get into the business. Yeah. And so that's really dope. Yeah. So if you could talk a little bit more about like your process and teaching people, um, you're starting to like uh, scratch the surface of your purpose. So, but the I first am, person yeah. is your mom. You're like teaching her the game. Yeah, and inadvertently then, too. Like I don't even know I'm doing it. Dang. Yeah, I, I ain't even have a clue. Yeah. Yeah, no, no clue. So when did you decide to package it up and start teaching it? Well, so inadvertently I was teaching people around me because now Jay ain't at the gas station no more. Mm -hmm. They noticing I ain't got the same green car no more. You know what I mean? I I got another car. Your boy <laughs> don't went out the country now. You feel me? Something is happening with this dude. Yeah. Let me find out. And every time people would ask me, I would tell them, this is what I'm doing. You want to learn it? They'd be like, yeah, I want to learn it. But as I get into it, people don't got the the uh, consistency. They'll yeah. come to the crib and because I, I got a computer. Mm, you ain't got to go to the library no more. <laughs> And what year this is it? Boy, done got a computer. <laughs> you feel me? <Yeah. laughs> so now they coming to the crib. You know what I'm saying? And I'm trying to teach them right at the kitchen table. Woo, woo yada, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. And they not consistently coming over. So because they not consistently coming over, they not really learning it. But I'm noticing that I am breaking it down because I'm looking at their face. They like, yo, I, I get it. I'm understanding it. Yeah. What do they do with the information? They're not cool. Mm -hmm. But I decided to package it when I started to. Um, so I never been on social media for real, not like that. I mean, yeah, I was on College Club and Black Planet, but I wasn't even using my face. I was catfishing before catfish was. Catfishing. Oh Lord, listen, he the one out hey, here yo, making these girls I, fall in love. Listen, man, then when I finally show on my face, they like, why you don't got a profile? Chill. Hold on, wait a minute, we gotta take a detour. Chill. What picture did you use? At the time. It was just a um, it was a cartoon character. Oh, okay. Yeah, gotcha. So cartoon. you weren't using somebody else. No, 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 no. Okay. It was just a cartoon character. Okay. Yeah, no, nah, I ain't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> but when I send them, this don't look yo, like you. <laughs> this is who I am. Let me show up in your inbox, yo. You know what I mean? But anyway, yeah. so now um, you know, made me lose my train of thought. See you, you, you talking about teaching? You oh, seeing so boom. Yeah, you got your own computer. I got the computer. Yeah. I'm hyped. You know what I'm saying? I I rented that joint from uh Renner Center. Listen, I'm a hundred with it. I rented from Renner Center, fifty-seven dollars yeah. a week. I got that. Dang. So boom, here we go. They coming over. We learning, we learning, but they not being consistent. Mm -hmm. So fast forward, I'm not. I'm, that's where I was going. I wasn't on social media like that. Gotcha. But once I started to notice that certain certain people were trying to learn government contracting but really couldn't, I was like, I think I could do this. I got linked up with my guy featuring Jose. And that's when he started to really put the idea in my head, like, yo, you got a knack for this thing. Got it. You should do it. Uh -huh. And I was just like, let's go, 100%. What? It's really that easy for me. It really ain't take long. I don't, okay. Once I know something makes sense, yeah. it don't, you don't got to convince me no more. Yeah, yeah. I love, I'm ready. Let's do it. Okay, got you. So now I'm curious about what your circle looks like. Okay. Because um, you're in government contracts. Yeah. You left the Coast Guard. You were at the um, you were at the gas station. Your homeboys planted the seed. Yeah. He went to jail. So I'm thinking yeah. about the people you're surrounding yourself with, and you just so happen to have a friend who's like, you can capitalize on this. Is a great idea, yeah, right? Yeah, so yeah. are you around people who are entrepreneurial minded at this time? Who like always coming up with ideas? What's your influence circle looking like? Okay, so when your money gets different, 
your circle just becomes different mm -hmm. because you get introduced to people that now everybody's here. Mm -hmm. When you walk in the room, everybody's right here. Yeah. So I mean, remember, I always was the guy that had this neighborhood and that neighborhood. So now I'm on another level. I'm getting introduced to this neighborhood, this new neighborhood where people are making their money work for them. They teaching me how to make my money work for me versus just having it sitting in the bank because I am getting a lot of money. I am becoming wealthy. So yes, my that, but I don't consider them my circle. I just consider them people that I know yeah. that I can call on that that's been impactful in terms of financial gains and business strategies. Yeah. Now, now you can see my spe my speech turning different, right? <laughs> Even as I'm talking about strategies, you, you feel me? Yes, absolutely. So, Help so you build I, well. right. So I understand that I needed those individuals around, mm -hmm. but they not in my circle. Got it. Yeah. Yet. Nah, they not. They never will be. Because okay. my circle has got to be what tight, right? Them, I just know them people. Mm -hmm. I call them, hey, you know, Jack, what's going on, man? What are we going to do next with with our business plan for 2022? Okay. Oh, this is we going to do. You know that? Okay, cool. Jack ain't in my circle. Mm. I'll go hang with him, but that don't mean he in my circle, right? If you're in my circle, you know me for real, for real. Yeah. You done partied with me. Yeah. If you done partied with me for real, for real, consistently, you're in my circle. Got you. Yeah. I love it. I love it. You know, a lot of people struggle with uh, like imposter syndrome mm. when they when they accelerate to a level of success. Mm -hmm. And um, I would say, well, probably I'm, I would assume I'm reading for agreements again and again. Okay. I'm trying not to assume things, but I still do it. Yeah, yeah. I would assume that your ability to like network and, yeah. and build relationships keeps you from a certain sense of like imposter syndrome. Mm. But what would you say was a, like a mental challenge for you as you accelerated? to not fall into, I, I have to speak like them or dress like them. Mm. Like when I walk in the room, I do, okay, if I get invited to a, a, a closed door meeting mm -hmm. and I know it's a big meeting, instantly most people would be like, all right, let me, let me suit and tie it up. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Let me wear the hard bottoms, you know what I mean? The pennies and all that. Head backwards, walking there, white tee, shoelaces unlaced, boom. I am looked at a little funny. But what I've enjoyed is once I start to talk, yeah. you can't even deny me. Yeah. Clothes don't even matter. Yeah. So I I had that first notion of should I at least wear a suit and talk like I, how I need to talk mm -hmm. versus just be, I just want to be comfortable. Because once I lead in me and I'm going somewhere where I want to hang out or kick it or chill, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I never fell into that. Um, and I, yeah, I never will. Because I'm enjoying the fact once I walk in the room, they looking at your boy crazy. Not even knowing my portfolio is strong. Yeah. My portfolio can stand up with anybody's. And then when I start to talk and then they give me a topic that I know about, it, it, they done. Mm. They done. I got them straight like this. Eating right out of my hand. Because the, the remember, I, well, I remember. I was keep saying that. <laughs> Sometimes right? you say it and I, I be know. like, I do remember. Right. Sometimes you say it and I be like, I don't know right, about right, that. Right, 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 right. <laughs> it's almost like, yo, anybody can, that, that, that phrase, don't judge a book by its cover, is yeah. real. Yeah. That's why I want to always have my cover look how it look. I don't want my cover to look like, oh, it's okay, he looks polished, he look. No, my, my, uh, my haircut going to be cut, my teeth going to be clean, I'm going to smell good. Mm -hmm. Other than that, my, I'm going to be fresh. My version of fresh. Yeah. It ain't going to be the suit and tie or whatever you think I should have on. But we're going to get the business done. Because when I start talking, I bet you shake my hand after the meeting. I love it. Every single time. Yeah. Um, I want to get back to you teaching, but the value that I'm hearing you say, um, it's, it's something that I learned when I was in corporate. And okay. it's just that 
I I tend to the relationship stuff is super easy. Yeah. Um, but I would tend to focus heavily on that part and not necessarily on my craft. Mm. It's because my I wasn't enjoying my craft. But you being able to walk into the room and stand on your craft. Yeah allows you to make whatever connections yeah. and I, th- I feel like in the earlier part of my life I, fo- I flipped it okay right so like I, it's just really cool hearing like the groundedness in it because yeah. it you're not you don't have to feel um black women feel imposter syndrome even though they're the shit mm. but you know knowing that you can walk into a room and you know what you know yeah. And that literally allow you to just kind of hold your own in whatever room. I think that's dope. I'm a ball player too. A lot of ball players are cocky, confident. Mm. A, a lot of us. Uh-huh. A lot of us think we can do it all, especially when we go into our arena. So I, I can go to any basketball court, walk in there with my ball. Nobody ever seen me before, and I'm gonna ask who got next. And I'm like, I don't even care who got next. I got now. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm cocky like that, but confident. And it's the same way. Yeah. I'm going to walk into it. I know what I'm talking about. And I got two ears and one mouth. So I'm going to be listening twice as much as I'm going to talk first. Mm-hmm. Now it's my time to talk. I got the room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going. I definitely want to get back to this, the, the. But so you went to the Briggs. Would you say that's like the biggest loss that you took? Or would you say that there has been a loss since you started learning government contract that you were like, dang, that was a life lesson right there? Oh, man. That's a really good question, yo. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, if I'm instantly thinking about it, yes. If I'm instantly thinking about it, that's that, the one that's, we need to go with. One. Yeah, if I'm instantly thinking about it, that's it right there. Because I went through so much. Mm. I went through a lot. Mm. Know what I mean, not, not, not in terms of like, I lost out on time, mm-hmm. I lost out on money, I lost out on relationships, mm-hmm. I lost out on myself. Because if I'm out there, I'm continue to build myself. Now I got to take, you know, two years back and then got to rebuild again and all that yeah. yeah so if i'm thinking instantly that was i was like god i should have just gone ahead and kept going i seen cuz let me just uh, let me keep going yeah man yeah so but i i love the fact that i did what i did because yeah. i ain't here today listen i ain't here today and i think that lesson that you learned god god bless you with learning it when you did and cut because i was so young I wasn't I wasn't 40, 42. See? I was in my early 20s. Yeah. So all of that happened, boom. Now I got time to figure it out, correct it and and be great going forward. Yes. Yeah. The reason I ask you is because um not to make it seem like your acceleration to your next acceleration to wealth is not like this is the first time you've ever seen ever seen like 100,000 in one spot. Right, yeah. But your acceleration someone would look at it and be like, "Oh, he just, you know, accelerated to the top." Right. And a lot of times the bad stuff shapes us, you know, as individuals, yeah. but you you were, I think your drive, it sounds like your drive is also, um, your learning from back then yeah. keeps you solid, also keeps you grounded. Because mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. some people may walk into a, one of those like closed door rooms and that might be their first le- lesson, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. said the wrong thing yeah, or yeah. walk in there trying to be somebody else. Yeah. Um, so I'm just hearing you and I'm just like, that 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 uh life lesson you know probably like keeps you yeah. keeps you centered all that stuff yeah all, yeah all that stuff plus it's my circle yeah remember i got people close to me in my circle mm-hmm. that definitely help keep me grounded mm-hmm. but if i open my circle up to the new people with the money yeah they they gonna it, it could possibly change my mindset and okay. not be as grounded you okay. feel me so that's why everybody not in my circle regardless if i have a nice relationship with the men out there ain't in my circle 
I got you. Yeah. Okay. So now you're teaching what you do, right? <laughs> and you're doing really well at it. Appreciate I'm enjoying like the success stories and you pulling people up there talking about getting their first $10,000 contract. Yeah, that's so dope to me too. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Nah, I'm just curious. How, how do you do it? One, you package it up. Mm -hmm. You um, got with Jose. He gave you the idea. Now we're back at a place where you're packaging your information. Yeah. How did you decide how I'm going to take this out and and lay it out so people can get from point A to Z. I just went through, well collectively, we just went through what my process was for me. Mm -hmm. All right, so I'm, I'm not a guy that wants to have it. Federal government contracting is already a thing. Mm -hmm. It's very wordy, it's very lengthy, it gets confusing. I didn't learn like that, okay, boom. So now, I, because I didn't learn like that, I don't wanna teach people like that. Let me figure out What's the simplest way to explain to people how to do this so they can execute right now? And that's how we laid it out. Execute right, right now. now. Yeah, we not, you don't, a lot of times people think about government contracting, oh, I gotta wait two years, I mm -hmm. gotta wait a year, I gotta, mm -hmm. ah, you ready right now, you ready, let's go. You, uh -huh. you can start right now. Okay. And that's how we, that's how it is. That's how I teach my students. Okay, now shout out to Jose because one of the things that he says in, in like course building is like, you have to focus on the small wins, right? Oh, he quoted, quoted. Oh, oh my God, <laughs> he kills me with that. But, That's my guy, but but it resonates though because <laughs> a lot of times people they will do a course and they won't complete it, yeah, right? Yeah. So if you could walk the walk us through, like, what are some of the small wins that get because you you got a course? Yeah. You had a three year journey of not getting contracts, yeah. and you got a course that's obviously getting them results yeah. in a fraction of the time. Way, way less. What's the small wins that get people to the next um, mile marker? It's, it's the execution of it all. Okay, so number one, understanding what it takes, the mindset piece, mm. right? Okay, now you gotta switch your mind. But then the fact that I'm telling them, you don't have to do this. You have to articulate somebody else to do that. That instantly starts to click people, yeah. right? Like, oh, for real? Hey guys, it's Ariel from the Work and Play Podcast. If you're getting any value from this channel, and I mean anything from the tutorials to the podcast to the random videos that you see on this channel, then I just ask that you do one thing. Please subscribe. Subscribe and share this to anyone that you think this resonates with and drop a comment below so I know what other things that you want to see next. Now let's get back to the episode. That's all I got to do? Yes, you got to do that plus this, but that's the ground basis of it. If you get this part down, learning how to communicate with another company that can actually do the work, you're gonna be fine. Okay. And those little things are always like, all right, cool, I can do it. But when people hit me up and they say they won their first contract, it ain't nothing better than that. Uh -huh. It's like, yo, you did? They're like, yeah, I won it in two weeks. I took your course in two weeks, I won. Two weeks? That's the quickest. Hold up, wait a minute. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. You said it's the execution of it all. Mm-hmm. So throughout every lesson of the course, are they submitting an application? Are so they at, creating? At the end of each, so let me say this too. My course has a 98% completion rate, 98%. Mm. Mm. So like you said, most people online courses, they don't complete. Yeah. I got a 98% completion rate. So people taking the course and actually finishing it. That's the most amazing thing, yeah. number one. Number yeah. two, when they are um, going through the course, at each module, you can execute something after each module. Module one, you can do something. Module two, you can do something. Give so me one of the you're going through. Um, register your company in sam.gov. Gotcha. You can, you, I'm gonna take you through all that and yeah. you can register. Okay. Boom. Um, 
you can start calling subcontractors mm. after one module because you're going to know what to say and how to say it. Yeah. You, after another module, you can understand how to read the documentation finally because most people don't know what to read. It's another module. Now you know how to communicate with the contract specialist. So after each module, you're able to do something. Mm. And that helps the flow and that helps people confidence and say, okay, I'm getting it. Because you don't have to, most courses you go all the way through it and now you start doing it. Well, peep game, I don't even remember what you said at the first module. Now I got to go back just to listen to it. So now at, at the end of this module, go ahead on and do that. And they do it. Do, 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 do. Got it. And then at the end of this module, go ahead and do it. Do, do, do. So as you're going through the course, you're doing something too. Because most people, I don't care how they think they learn, 98% of the people in the world learn by doing it too. Yeah. They can say, oh, I learned by writing it down. <laughs> cool, congratulations to you. But really, when you do it, yeah. that's when you really learn it because it's sinking in. Yeah. You feel me? So because I, I recognize that because that's how I learned, I was like, all right, cool. Let's give somebody something to do at the end of each module. And that's how we did it. I like and it. And that 98% completion rate, you can't compete with those numbers. That's, mm -hmm. a, that's black and white. Facts. You feel me? How do you get people to 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 get on the phone like you do? Do you teach them <laughs> to find their way to to have a good conversation with someone or do you give them like a script? Yeah. How do you do that? So I never do scripts because you know why? Now you're going to sound like a robot. Mm -hmm. Now you're going to try to sound like Jay White. <laughs> and when you try to sound like somebody else, it always sounds crazy. I wish I, I wish I could try. <laughs> I, like, I literally wish I could. Nah, they'd be like, right. okay. You sound <laughs> crazy. So yes, I give people ways and tactics gotcha. for them to sound like them, yeah. but add their personality. Yeah. When you're around your family members, you ain't super, super corporate. Yeah. You still might enunciate all your words and mm -hmm, letters, mm -hmm. but you, you, your hair is down. Mm -hmm. These people are people. So yeah. have people-to-people -people interaction. Understand what that looks like. Build that skill set. Okay. A lot of the courses is skill set building, and they don't people don't even recognize it. The skill set to communicate with this person, and in the same conversation, same day, they communicate with that person. Mm. That's a skill set. Because you know most people want to email you to death. Most people don't want to get on the phone and talk. They don't even know how. It's crazy. I do these workshops, and I'm... Um, I'm starting another tour. We're going to do another tour as well. I did one last year with the four states, four cities. We killed it. I'm going to do it again this year. But during the workshop, I have my students make live calls in front of me. They, they be so embarrassed. I love yeah, it. Yeah, I'm like, yo, this is why you got to make calls in front of me and everybody. Because once you go home, now you like boom, 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 boom. I was the kid that never wanted to read it out loud in class. But... I'm jacking up all the words. I'm stuttering. <laughs> uh, 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 amazing. You know what I mean? The teacher's like, it's amazing. Cool, thank you. Now, now I'm embarrassed. I'm sweating and everything. Because you got to help me with my words, right? Yep. But when I went home and read it, I'm speedballing through. Amazing. Every time I see the word, I'll never forget it. Right? So now, when I got my students making calls during the live workshop, they're building that skill set. They're not being fearful. fearful. They're being themselves. They're bringing out their personality. And now they're having human-human interaction. It's the same thing. If I get on the phone with you and I don't like you, I'm not doing business with you. I don't care what the business is. Mm. I don't like you. I'm good. Have a nice day. Mm. Most people get on the phone and they're so corporate -y. They don't. Their subcontractors or general contractors don't want to hear that. They want to hear... Okay, you got business for me? Okay, can you break it down for me? But if you start breaking it down the government way, that's intimidating. It's already intimidating. So yes, I give a skill set to have my students make phone calls properly so they can get the results that they need, which is a quote. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. Like, I, I literally, I feel <laughs> like uh, this is a, this is a, what's the word? I want to say vessel, I want to say conduit, but I really just mean that 
um, it's a vehicle. That's mm-hmm. what I'm, it's a vehicle mm-hmm. for people to get to their purpose. Yeah. And the reason I say that is because part of like the exit strategy out of your job is like figuring out what you even what's your business going to be. But yeah. locking yourself into something that you might not be passionate about yeah. is going to take you the, the wrong road. Yeah. I feel like this route gives you one teaches you skills along the way yep. it's like um it's like uh what's the word you're in the car tr- learning how to drive mm-hmm. right you're mm-hmm. going to use that skill all, you're going to use it right. you're going to talk to people you're going to have to connect you're going to have to government you're, there's going to be some part of the government interaction that you're going to get out of this course and on the back end yeah you'll be able to like identify what your passion 100%. is especially as you, you walk into a room and you have the skill set yeah People, people need I, to know that. I'm saying even even my students that say, Jay, guess what? I just submitted my first proposal. Like you can see the excitement in their face. Yeah. Because they haven't even got to that point ever yeah. before me. And I'm excited to get them there too. Yeah. And I'm I'm hyped for them. If I could be in the gym all day every day, I'm doing that. Yeah. This is just like you said, a vehicle to have my family and uh, my kids, kids, kids be able to understand I didn't do it the school way. Yeah. I did it this way, but now I'm making the money make work for me. And I got that. I, I love got that it to my disposal. I didn't think that's amazing. So you've been doing good. You've been teaching um, crack the code um, for how many years? That's the amazing question. <laughs> the course came out March last year. What? And we killing them. That's crazy. We killing them. We we killing them. We, we killing them. The success rate, and, and I tell people all the time, it's not even about me no more. Yeah. I stopped. So in the beginning of social media, I would put all of the contracts that I was currently winning. Because my company is still winning contracts today. I don't teach people stuff that I used to do. Mm-hmm. This is stuff that my company is currently doing now. Yeah. We're going to win like two more contracts. But I don't highlight my company anymore. I'm highlighting the students. Mm-hmm. And once people see it's not me, it's them, the, you can't deny results. The numbers okay. is there. Okay. Yeah, okay. so they there. Since, well, so since the course came out last year, March, yeah, and we've been killing. Them. Okay, and that information, I I know March. That information is definitely not stale because when I think about the government, some of those things, they, it's the same information right. seven years, right. and I'm like, yo. <laughs> so March, the the government information is definitely not stale. Yeah. Even if you're making updates to the course and or we whatever, are. that's the that's the dope part about it. Certain little things happen. We got okay. Let's go, bro. We got to update it. Boom. We get in the lab, hurry up and update it and feed the fresh information. Because when something evolves, I'm going to know because yeah. I'm currently still doing it. Got you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, one of the things um, in entrepreneurship that I've learned is when you solve one problem, another problem comes for your client, yeah. right? Yeah. So now that we understand how to get people to get to crack the code and they yeah. know how to learn government contracting, what's on the back end? What's the next solution? What's something that you want to now teach? Wow. Within government contracts? Or if it's not, hey, you got some other information yeah, you want to tap into? because now I'm understanding, like, I don't know if I necessarily want to be a motivational speaker, mm-hmm. right? But I do know I am inspiring people, yeah. right? I do understand that, and I'm kind of excited to step through that purpose as well, right? So I want to start, I feel like sometimes I have to speak more on the mindset of it all. All the shit I've been through, I'm bad. But all the stuff I've been through, you gotta, you gotta have certain calluses in your mind somewhere. Yeah. But and most people don't have that. Most people fold like lawn chairs at the first sight of adversity. They they do it with a dinner reservation. They go to the restaurant. The reservation ain't there. Oh my God, what are we gonna do? What you mean? Go to the uh, restaurant or have a communication. Uh, communicate with the person right there yeah. and get your seat. 
Sit down. <laughs> Get your food. <laughs> Be you. Listen, don't start. Don't start. Don't start. And sit down. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So most people, adversity is not... They don't know how to get past that. Yeah. So I think I want to talk a lot about and teach mindset uh, in a different way. Because mindset ain't just listening to a whole bunch of quotes. Uh, mindset is hearing something and then you got to go after it. Yeah. Because if you're sitting down, then ain't nothing going to change. I love it. Yeah. I mean, honestly and truly, that is why I was excited to have you on. The, we talked a little bit before yeah. and I'm like, listen... There is something to be said about the the corporate journey to, to entrepreneurship. For me, I'm right. in a side, I'm in a gerbil little thingy, and it I'm just living, yeah. you know, just <laughs> living life. Gone from from middle school to college, like maybe some of the worst setbacks is me just not passing a test, right? Mm -hmm. And the mental calluses yeah. that you just mentioned, yeah. like to buy a course or to learn how to do that. Um, is is absolutely necessary because yeah. taking some bumps and bruises is a part of this transition. It's a thing. And I think that you really embody the the. the so I'm gonna give you a little bit more because it to make it make it to make it make sense. Make it make sense. So now. after I recognized that I didn't have those mental calluses, okay, I was like, you know what, you gotta go get it. Yeah. And so for me, part of me quitting my job was like you gotta go learn life let's go yeah and in the, like a year's time i would say learning what hard knocks mean I'm yeah like, yo yeah, like yeah, i mean i did it, it intentionally yeah, yeah, yeah. this is it this hard knocks for real facts yeah, um yeah. and i think if you're able to put that in a course you can even help someone bypass even what i did what to get that mental callus because even if somebody want to stay in a nine to five that's cool they yeah. still gonna go through a whole bunch of stuff mm -hmm. regardless life always be punching people in the face yeah can you get up yeah. Oh, you gonna lay down? What's up with you? Adversity. You know I mean? Yeah. Man. That's lit. Don't be standing my thing, mental calluses. <laughs> I done listen, seen you done said it like listen, four times. I'm like, you trying I'm like to put it in the middle of the tongue, you know? <laughs> listen, what was the word I used? Uh, altruism. You're gonna have some altruistic yeah, yeah. people in your class. Okay, all right, cool. So just know, we, we exchanging information. I love it, I love it, I love it. Um, so you're gonna be teaching people like mental adversity, um, how to develop a mental callus. I think that's dope. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna get there, but right now I gotta, I gotta, I'm on a path right now. Mm. I gotta make sure I get the federal government contracting space and dominate it like I'm doing. But everybody is synonymous with Jay White and federal government contracting. So I'm on a path right now. Inadvertently, I am going to be speaking about mindset and how to build mental calluses and mm -hmm. things of the nature, right? Mm -hmm. But I'm on a path. I'm, I'm, I'm lazy like focus right now because yeah. there's more people that don't understand federal government contracting. There's more people that want to learn it. And I got to I gotta go ahead on and give it to him. You got to. I got to give it to him. Yeah, that's amazing. So before we get up out of here, um, I got to, I have to hear a little bit more about, like, now that you're recognizing a little bit about your purpose, um, you mentioned, like, your passion is to have, like, this, to ba play basketball all yeah. day. Um, so when it comes to now you're, you're on this kind of this other side of the journey, you get a chance to explore more of your passion tapping into your inner self, I hope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is it that you're most excited about doing um, in this phase of life as it relates to honing your passion, honing your purpose, focusing on that self-development? Yeah, like knowing the impact that I have on people. Mm -hmm. Like I'm excited for that. A lot of times people in my team will say, yo, you, you just don't know what you got. And I'm like, well, maybe I don't. But I'm excited to explore that. I'm excited that people are, number one, learning, 
They're excited. Like, I still, you know the crazy thing is? People get excited just to talk to me on the phone. That's new to me. They be hype. They be like, yo, is this really you? Like, people be thinking it ain't me. Yeah. I'm like, yo, what you talking about? Yes, it's me. <laughs> like, would you need me to FaceTime you? Sometimes they be like, yeah, FaceTime me. I do it. It's me. Yeah. Beard and all. What's up? Talk to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's, that's, that's exciting. That's new. That means I'm, I'm impacting. One of the things that uh, uh, me and Jose spoke about before we even started the course was, is this going to be impactful? Are you? Is this course going to impact anybody in any way, form, or fashion? Mm -hmm. I said, yeah, it is. Man, it's doing it. You know what I mean? I'm excited for that. That's, right. that's exciting. A dude like me, being impactful the right way, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's, that's, hey, ain't nothing better than that right now. That's amazing. Yeah, I'm excited for that. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad. So there's somebody out here watching your journey, right? Mm -hmm. um, they're on their path, right? Whether they have um, already experienced adversity or not. Yeah. And um, I would love for you to like speak into someone who's on their journey and kind of needs a little bit of assistance to to figure out what how to make that next step. Yeah. So if you think about whoever that person is for you, um, what would you say, and then how would you encourage them to? to I make always that? speak about myself. I'm gonna be quotey quotey. Yeah. I'm gonna give some quotes right <laughs> now. Quotes. You feel me? Cause I, cause every time uh, I'm actually speaking to a crowd, I'm speaking to an audience, I'm speaking to one person. I always say I'm speaking back to me. This is what I would tell myself. This I would say it like this, like, yo, do today what others won't so you can have tomorrow what others can't. Put that work in, homeboy, homegirl, put that work in. Ain't nobody coming to save you. Ain't nobody coming to save you. What you gonna do? I wake up every morning and I say this, let's go. That's my, that's my thing, that's what I do, let's go. I wake up, boom, let's go. Cause you gotta go get it. If you don't go get it, nobody coming to save you. You got your hand out, people looking at you like, oh, they, you a leech. And then when you act like that, you will become that. Mm. So go get it, stop complaining, let's go. Let's go. That's all there's to it. All right, final thing is, if I know you guys have enjoyed listening <laughs> and watching this episode of the Work and Play podcast. If there's someone, if you are listening or you're watching and they want to connect with you, yeah. how can they reach out to you? How can they connect? So hit me up on um, Instagram at I am Jason White underscore. Then you can go to the website, thefederalcode.com. And go in, lock in. What's up? Mm, talk know, to me, I talk back. Let's go. We, I <laughs> forgot. We made it easier. We're going to make it easier for them yeah. to, to actually get into it. So the in the description below, we do have a link. But what is it? That, if you click the link below, what is it that the folks get? We'll get a discount code because I'm on this young lady's show. I'm going to look out for y'all. You hear me? <laughs> but when I look out for you, make sure that you execute. If you ain't trying to execute, just enjoy what you saw and don't click the link. But if you're trying to execute and get it in, I'm here for you. That's it. 100%. I cannot end the show any better. This has been amazing. Nah, this has been dope. You killed yeah, yeah. it. I, I'm, I'm, I'm lit. So <laughs> y'all do exactly what you need to do. You heard the man. Go ahead and execute. I'll see y'all next week. Peace. Yeah.